Welcome back to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. In case you don't know who I am, my name is Danny, and I am a self-esteem and love coach that works with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I work a lot with gay and bisexual men who are struggling with self-esteem, um, negative self-perception, self-acceptance, and really just trying to learn how to navigate and cultivate healthy, long-term, sustainable relationships. Um, if this is your first time visiting the podcast, whatever platform you are on, watching it, hearing it, please make sure you are subscribing. Um, it really helps with being able to continue to have these open discussions and conversations with you guys, unpa unpack stereotypes and common misconceptions that we hear about uh, the queer community and even common misconceptions and stereotypes that we have within the community. So let's jump right into the the topic for today, which is the differences between detachment and avoidance, right? So detachment and avoidance are, are two words that are often confused and used interchangeably, but the reality is they're very different concepts, right? So while detachment can be healthy and necessary for self-preservation. Avoidance can be a negative coping mechanism that can lead to even more emotional issues, right? Within your own personal life, within your relationship, all of those things. And as a love and self-esteem coach, um, I personally have seen the detrimental effects of both detachment and avoidance in relationships. So for years, right, um, I personally struggled with uh, detachment, attachment issues. Well, mm, I would say more so attachment, right? So, so for years, I I struggled with attachment issues in my relationship and as a child, right? So, I was always overly concerned about my ex, and particularly when we were in a relationship, obviously. Um, even now, I still I still worry and am concerned about my ex and you know her well being and all of those types of things. But um, I was always worrying, even when I didn't need to be. And let's say, for example, she did not respond to me quick enough. Um, I always imagined that something horrible had happened uh, to her, or that she was upset with me for some reason, even though there wasn't really a reason to be. And now I know, well, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So being able to work through a lot of those things was very important for me. And I know what you're probably thinking, right? It sounds like it's a it's a toxic dynamic, but the truth was is that it wasn't, right? I just needed to know that she was safe at all times. And this led me on my journey, I'd say probably around 2020, right? The beginning of the pandemic that shall not be named, to detach from negative emotions and thought patterns. And what I came to learn through my personal research, right, and my study of like ancient detachment practices uh, from an array of different religions, right? So Buddhism, Hinduism, um, Stoicism, Taoism, was that the focus should be more so on connection than it is attachment. Well, that is way easier said than done. Um, but honestly, I realized how incredibly beneficial this could be for me in my life. And for me, the reality is attachment also has its healthy 
attributes in a relationship. And it can really help to foster, you know, emotional support, trust, security, intimacy, connection, growth, development, all of these things. And overall, allowing you to really be vulnerable. It's when attachment crosses into codependency that we start to see major issues. Um, Detachment basically means that you're not attached to the outcome and have the ability of letting things go a little bit more easily. And people often confuse detachment or, or you know, the ability to, to not connect to the outcome as much as not caring or, or being avoidant. No, that's avoidance, right? So for that reason, I think it's important that we break down the differences. So what is detachment, right? Um, detachment is the ability to distance yourself emotionally from a situation or a person in order to gain perspective, to maintain boundaries, to protect yourself. And this can be easily important in relationships where boundaries have been crossed, right? So maybe there are some emotional wounds that have been inflicted or the relationship has become toxic. Detachment is not the same. Let me be clear. Detachment is not the same as disconnection, right? Attachment is simply a way of, of, how do I put this, creating emotional space to reassess your situation. So healthy detachment means recognizing the emotions that arise in a situation, but not allowing them to control your behavior. It allows for a more um, objective perspective and a less reactive response. So detachment is is a necessary skill, at least I believe it is a necessary skill in preservation, right? And it can be helpful in avoiding codependency, which is a situation where one partner is dependent on the other person for their own personal emotional well-being. So now the question becomes, what is avoidance, right? And avoidance is a negative coping mechanism that involves actively avoiding emotional pain, stress, or conflict, you know, and it can manifest in many different ways ways. Um, You avoid difficult conversations. You deflect your emotional issues with humor or comedy. You completely shut down emotionally. You know, I have seen a handful of, of different ways in which people can be avoidant and how it is problematic within a relationship. Look, even for myself, let's have a real talk, right? Even for myself, as a relationship coach and as a as a love coach, I still sometimes have a tendency of being avoidant in my relationship or with friends or whatever the case may be. Um, The difference is is being self-aware of that avoidance and understanding why it is that you were doing it, right? So sometimes if, if I am not in the greatest mood or I, I have something that's kind of you know, in my mind that's been there for a little bit and I'm trying to really process and understand why it's there and my partner wants to have a conversation, 
I have a tendency of needing my space and needing to isolate and all of those things. Now, again, we can say, okay, is this uh, your ability to detach from a situation or is this avoidance? And the reason for why I know it's not detachment is because I'm not able to detach myself from the emotion itself. Um, and therefore, that emotion is causing me to want to retreat and want to isolate so that at that point, then I can process. And there are times, let's be super real right now, right? Because I think a lot of people think that coaches are, are emulate this, this, this level of perfection. And it's simply not true, right? We are human. We are flawed. We have emotions. We fuck up. We do things in our relationships that are not necessarily the best um, as well. There are definitely times in relationships where I have avoided communication or talking because I wanted to punish my partner. Just being super real, right? Um, I wanted them to, to feel what it is I was feeling. And I know this is very low vibrational. I know that's petty. I know that that is, is uh, self-serving. But then it's about taking a step back and really unpacking why it is you are doing that, right? Are you victimizing yourself in that situation? Are you wanting that person to feel your pain because there is a level of frustration or anger or resentment that you have not dealt with? Is there a conflict within your relationship that you have not resolved? Um, and therefore, it makes you feel like your partner doesn't care. And if they don't care, why should you? You know, there's many different things that you think about and you process. The important thing is that you actually think about it and process it. The important thing is that you actually take it from being a subconscious system that is that is operating in the background and bringing it to the forefront of your mind to consciousness to be able to unpack it. Um, so, you know, I think I think it's important to to, again, understand the differences between the two, because if you are wholly avoidant, that can be very detrimental to the relationship and it can prevent the development of emotional intimacy and communication and trust. So unlike detachment, avoidance has nothing to do with gaining perspective or creating boundaries. Instead, it's about avoiding the issues altogether. And avoidance may provide temporary relief, but it can still be detrimental to the long-term health of the relationship, right? It's almost like if you got if you got shot and you were bleeding out and somebody put a Band-Aid on it, like, okay, maybe it's going to temporarily stop the bleeding, but it's not going to change what ha it's not going to change the severity right of of the wound. There's a lot of things that have to be dealt with and 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 fixed. So avoidance is just a Band-Aid. Again, temporary relief, right? You got a migraine, you got a headache, you take a Tylenol, great, fantastic, goes away, but what if it comes back? So making sure that you you are aware that being avoidant is just temporary. It's not going to relieve the situation long-term. It's actually going to make it worse. So now that we've identified the differences between the two, the question becomes, how do you identify the patterns and change them? You know, how do you become consciously aware of it? Identifying patterns of negative detachment or disconnection and avoidance can be difficult, right? Since, since the behaviors aren't always conscious. 
but there are some common signs and patterns that you can identify, right? So let's talk about negative detachment, disconnection, like I was saying. So maybe there is uh, disinterest in emotional connection, um, maybe preferring to keep conversations superficial, um, being dismissive of emotional needs or the emotional needs of others. Um, maybe you personally have difficulty expressing your emotions, um, staying in a relationship, even if it is not fulfilling. Um, when it comes to avoidance, you know, deflecting emotional issues with, with humor and sarcasm, uh, refusing to engage in any kind of emotional conversation, blaming others for emotional issues, avoiding emotional connection altogether, shutting down emotionally in response to, to conflict or to stress. So if you recognize any of these patterns in yourself, take time to reflect. You know, for me, I, I oftentimes work with people who aren't even aware of these patterns and therefore they continually have failed relationships over and over and over. And it can be very disheartening. And the first thing to understand is that the identification is the first step. You know, it means that you recognize there's an issue. And the second step is taking action. So, if you are wanting change, you have to put in the effort to make that change happen and to change the behaviors so they stop having a control over your life, right? How do you do this? It's going to be different for every single person because every person's um, reasoning behind the need to be avoidant or disconnected is different, right? Very subjective experience. It may have to do with personal trauma that you've experienced, multiple failed relationships that have resulted in you lacking trust, um, your your relationship with shame and your coming out experience and your ability to accept your sexuality. There's so many different reasons um, that are very specific to you. So when people ask me or, you know, I get comments of like, how do I change this? I usually say, let's sit down and have a conversation, right? Let's have a one-on-one -on -one coaching session because again, it's going to be very specific to you. And I would hate to just create this like blanket um, generalized response, even though there are some tips and tools that you can utilize. But at the end of the day, they don't really serve you if it isn't applicable to your situation and your life. So if you want help, if you need support, reach out to me. Um, I would say, um, well, that being said, let me give you let me give you a a couple of of recommendations for dealing with um, healthy emotional attachment, right? So so developing healthy emotional attachment involves learning to balance detachment and engagement in a way that allows for your emotional intimacy, that allows for emotional intimacy while still maintaining healthy boundaries, right? It involves recognizing and, and communicating your emotional needs and being open to vulnerability and, and emotional expression, right? So one way to develop healthy emotional attachment is to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness involves being present 
in the moment and, and observing your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings without judgment. And this can help increase awareness of your emotional patterns and allows for more intentional and healthy responses, right? Another important aspect of developing healthy emotional attachment, like I mentioned, is communication. Communication involves being open and honest and vulnerable about your emotions, your needs, your desires. And it also involves active listening and responding in a way that is supportive and validating for your partner. So when we are talking about the differences between avoidance and detachment, understand something. Avoidance, as I mentioned earlier, is, is a negative coping mechanism. So if you are aware of the fact that you do this often in your relationship, that awareness alone tells me that you have the ability to unpack it, to process it, to fix it, and to change the behavior. Because awareness is is the first step, right? Um, and if you practice detachment in your life, or you meet somebody who says they practice detachment in their life, that's not necessarily a red flag, as long as they are aware and are rooted in the actual reason and the actual purpose of detachment. Again, there is a difference between disconnection and detachment. Detachment actually means you are very actively in the present moment. You are aware of the situation, you are un you are aware of emotion, and you are consciously and actively making a decision to remove yourself so that you can reflect, process, and communicate in order to resolve the conflict. Disconnection means that you are pulling yourself out of the present moment so that you do not have to deal with what is happening in that moment. So be very clear on the differences between the two. Um, there's also so many conversations and so much talk about uh, attachment styles, right? So avoidant attachment style, anxious attachment style, secure, anxious and avoidant. Um, and there's many different combinations. And I think this rings very true for relationships and relationship dynamics. And I would just caution against you self-diagnosing your attachment style. Um, I work with a lot of people who will, you know, first thing on the phone with me, they'll say, I have an anxious attachment style. Okay. I I respect the fact that you've done some work and you've done some research and you have worked on um, really trying to identify what maybe some of the core issues are within yourself and the relationship. But let's talk about that a little bit, right? What does anxious attachment style mean to you? What behaviors are you displaying that would make you feel that you have an anxious attachment style? Is it because you truly believe that or is it because somebody has said that to you um, in the past or your partner has said that? Because another thing that I tell people to take into consideration is not just the, the identification of the attachment style itself, but understanding why it is there in the first place. That's also very important. You know, you may be in a relationship with somebody who is incredibly avoidant and therefore it brings out an anxiousness 
in you because there are things that you are not getting out of the relationship. There's validation that you're not getting. There's there's understanding, awareness, um, physical connection and bond and intimacy that you are not receiving from that person. And therefore, the dynamic between the two of you is resulting in you becoming a little bit more anxious within that relationship. Maybe naturally speaking, you are not an anxious person as an individual because I also hear that all the time and I work with people all the time that independently outside of a relationship you're fine right you don't have those anxious tendencies sure we all get anxious we all get stressed let's be clear on that uh we live in a world where there's a lot of external stimuli that causes us to be more uh anxious but the difference is when you start to become incredibly needy and clingy within a relationship i don't just question you I question the dynamic of the relationship itself because that also has something to do with why you may be presenting that way. So again, many different variations, many different reasons for why people act the way that they do in relationships. And again, a very subjective experience, which is why, sure, you know, I create videos, I create recommendations, tips, suggestions, and they are for you to apply immediately if need be. But the process of really coming to understand oneself and to cultivate and create healthy dynamics in a relationship requires ongoing work. So working with a coach like myself, working with a therapist, working with people who are experts in the field to really help you to, to navigate these situations. You know, I tell people all the time, you prioritize your needs based on how it serves you. So for a lot of people, let's just say, you will spend umpteen amounts of dollars on going to Erwin for groceries, but you won't spend a single cent on coaching because you don't think it's important. And that's fine at the end of the day, but it's because you've prioritized what it is that you feel you need and you want in your life. But for a lot of people, coaching is a necessity. So it's not that you don't have the ability to to budget for it. It's just that you're choosing not to. Now, for some people, yes, you may not have the budget and that is completely understandable. Um, but for the people that do, you know, keep that in mind. Anyways, I went off a little tangent there at the very end. Woo. Um, I think I'll end the episode there. Yeah, why not? Let's do that. So I hope you guys found the episode to be informative, to be educational, to be helpful. Um, again, make sure you're answering the poll at the very end. Uh, make sure you are subscribing if you enjoyed the information. And thanks for sitting down and having a chat with me. Again, if you feel like you need to reach out, if you want to book a coaching session, I will provide you with the information that you need. I have multiple different platforms. So my TikTok, Instagram, website, uh, the YouTube channel, the podcast. So you can find me if you really won't. Thanks for sitting down. Thanks for having a chat with me. And this is an awkward exit, but that's okay because I'm awkward sometimes. And fuck it, let's just go with it. I will see you in the next episode.